0: Welcome to DocuTalks, a podcast about documentaries mostly from Netflix. Chelsea and Michelle may be from two different generations, but they both share a passion for talks of true crime, murder, and documentaries with flair. Join these chatty bitches while they dish the latest hot documentary on DocuTalks. to DocuTalks. We are covering Tiger Kings and today we are on episode four, Playing with Fire. So just a warning, this is dealing with adult content. There could be some explicit language and just a trigger warning, we could be talking about animal abuse also. So I'm Michelle and I'm the older one of the two.
1: I'm Chelsea and I'm the younger one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right, Chelsea. So we've been looking at these memes for Tiger King, which is uh, a lot of them are quite funny. So I picked one that I quite liked and it's uh, it shows a picture of John Finley and it says when you order Adam Levine off Wish and you get John Finley instead of Adam Levine. I thought it was so funny because they're both so covered in tattoos. But I just want to say nothing against Wish. I've actually ordered things there and they've all been pretty good. So I don't want to make it sound like Wish is bad.
1: I have seen that meme and I love it. I think it's hysterical <laughs> because I, I actually have been duped a few times where, you know, I've ordered things off of um a, a wide scale provider and gotten a, a very cheaply made product instead of what I thought I was going to get.
0: <laughs> yeah, it
1: happens. And it does. Um, my favorite meme is so this is a very recent one. I actually just saw it the other day and it's a Disney drawing of of uh, Joe, and he has a tiger, and it's 2020's Disney princess, and I just, I love it, I love Joe, he's, I'm so team Joe, he's my Disney princess, he is, and I think Joe comes up what's happening in 2020, so perfectly. Well,
0: you got a very good point there, actually.
1: 100%.
0: All right, so let's get into the episode, so This episode, we find out more about the issues between Joe and Carol, which I was happy about because there's so much hate from both sides. It's nice to get a little bit more detail about what's going on, and Carol really does not let anything go. Now, her her husband Howard does most of the talking about the legal issues, but I believe it's all about Carol wanting to destroy Joe. We also see more about how. Joe's Zoo is run which um this was probably one of the more difficult episodes in terms of seeing some of the animal abuse which is sad what do you think Chelsea
1: okay I have to say I'm gonna say an unpopular opinion right now but this episode for me it was such a turning point I actually hated this episode so much that I almost didn't want to keep watching the series because I was just Mm -hmm. like Oh, this episode is just awful. And it was, for me, I just kind of thought it was ridiculous, just such a sandbox squabble between people. It reminded me of, you know, what it's like being on duty at playtime and, like, frenemies are having another one of their goes and you got to deal with it. and, And it's just, I just can't stand that shit. Like, for me, I was just not interested. And... I was like, okay, if this is where the the show's going, I don't know if I want to see what's going on next. Especially like it was very hard to see how the zoo was being run and to see the struggle that was going on and just the narcissism coming out. Howard is just Carol's little puppet. She's got his hand her hand so far up his ass. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: yeah i he does certainly come across that way in this episode, but I agree what you're saying you you know this kind of squabble like the Hatfields and McCoys as Rick called them it it just gets to be a bit tiring, like just let it go, move on,
1: yeah, it took away from everything for me, and I do understand it's it's a pivotal part of the story, but it was just so insignificant in some ways, and it was just so it just got so nitty gritty, petty. Petty, petty crap.
0: Yeah. Well, let's start just with in general about Joe's narcissistic tendencies. I, I, I couldn't believe that he's calling from jail saying that Carol's making money off of him being in, in jail. And I think that just shows just how full of himself he is. And I just couldn't believe he listens to his own music when he's driving in the car. <laughs> I thought that was Body. what do you think of that
1: me too and I'm just like and then he's kind of singing over and I'm just like you can really tell in this episode that Joe does not sing his own music so at this point I was like there's something fishy going on either he's got an amazing producer or he spent a lot of money on auto-tune yeah. to get that snatched because he was definitely not. He was, he was the Wish version of his own CD. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, and I really loved Rick's comment about Joe, that he owned the world in his head, you know, and oh, he, he was going to do anything to be famous. And this is why he wanted to have his internet reality TV show.
1: Well, the fact that he thought people gave a shit. <laughs> and cared yeah. about watching him do his mundane crap. So shocked when it just went into this segue of his music video. Is this a Tiger King documentary or are we just watching slices of uh, Joe's music videos? Is this just, just MTV now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Joe driving around listening to himself, I couldn't get over that. And I do 100% agree with you. He, he would sell his soul to the devil to be famous. And he's quite a megalomaniac. I just see a lot of things coming out in him that I don't really feel maybe his true nature, but he thinks that's going to get him likes on Instagram or the followers on social media. So I have to ask the listeners, how desperate do you guys think he is to become famous? What would he do?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So after, you know, we we get treated to that personal concert, we then kind of dive into the legal issues. And that is a lot of the main focus of this. Episode. Joe changes the name of his traveling show to get more internet ratings and knock down Carol, which I think is pretty crafty. She has a huge internet presence, and it's very true. When you Google things, a lot of prompts will come up, and whatever's most popular is at the top. And so he thought, okay, I'll just change my name closely enough to hers so I get hits, or they might get my stuff instead of hers. So well done for him. But I swear to God, he's never done an original thing in his life. Has anyone shopped that he is copying them? No. He says, no, no, definitely not. Oh, did you hear him in that interview when he said that he's the biggest big cat rescuer? Yeah. Is he, is he sniffing glue? <laughs> and he looked like, all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, i um, rescue cats."
0: Yeah, no, he breeds cats and sells them and has cub petting.
1: Yeah, that's not rescuing cats. And all of a sudden in this episode, you kind of see he's, changed his name quite a few times he goes by joe exotic and joe shrie and then there was another name that he went by before he went by shrie it's a tricky one to pronounce i'm like, having trouble with that so sorry listeners but yeah i can't remember do you remember what his original name was no it was like a two-parter almost i think maybe the listeners can help us out I'm yeah a <laughs> but we're I not agree. doing our research <laughs>
0: Yeah, he. I agree. He's always reinventing himself to get famous. I think that's part of the changing of the name. And again, it's very, very interesting that he came up with this idea to have his name close to Carol so that he would be found when they do an internet search, right? But of course, Carol was having none of that. So she sued him for copyright. And Joe filed a counterclaim. And then he started the 911 animal abuse to get more information about Carol's dead husband. So, of course, that's just playing close to her website. And so we got Joe's theory that he thinks that Dawn is under the septic tank at Carol's zoo.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned how Joe wants to reinvent himself to get more famous. And you can see that, especially with becoming Joe Exotic. But for me, when he was kind of changing his names to these non, like, things that didn't stick out, I'm like, is he hiding from something? What's going on? What's mm-hmm. Joe is running from, maybe? So that's kind of what I was thinking. But I have to say, I am so pro-Joe for trying to get this investigation into Carol's husband open back up. And he does whistleblow on quite a few things that Carol is doing that aren't so nice. Like, she's misappropriating funds and obviously using money from donations to fund things that aren't benefiting the animals. And he cites the furball ball. So I was kind of hoping they would go a little deeper into the furball. Because I was wondering
0: if Carol was a secret furry along with dog. <laughs> well, Carol denies those claims. So it's hard to know what the truth is there. Because I was thinking about this. You know, she has lots of money. Her zoo doesn't look that elaborate for the money she has. So... Where's it all going other to all her tiger prank clothes? She doesn't even look like she's living that lavish of a lifestyle. I'm not sure what's going on other than the fact they're probably using a lot of money to sue Joe and go after Joe. Yeah, because most of her clothes probably came from Target and her house was tacky
1: as shit. So there was nothing really overly expensive looking in there. Yeah, I just
0: don't. No, where would it be going Unless other than these lawsuits? Or she's just
1: like a little dragon that's on her her like pile of gold.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, hard to say. It and hurts. then the other thing Joe starts doing is he uses photo from the zoo where the workers were holding the dead mm. rabbits. So Carol sued for copyright about that.
1: Yeah, he made quite a video about the dead rabbit situation, and for me, I was like, um, what? when he mentioned that so basically carol and her workers are are in this picture smiling with dead rabbits and apparently this was before they gave the whole prey to the cats really carol you have heaps of money and you couldn't afford to feed your big cats at some point in your sanctuary and she mentions like feeding them rats things aren't adding up it's just such a fucking ridiculously contrived story I just can't get over her reaction. It is so insincere. And also she looks like a bit of a fucking sociopath, like oh, dead rabbits. <laughs> yeah. What do our listeners think about
0: this? I curious what people think, because I-, I think Joe making a big deal about it seems ridiculous to me. Cause of course these cats are carnivores. Of course they're eating meat. So yeah, you probably are feeding him rats. I mean, he feeds them dead cows from the feed lot. I mean, baloney. yeah, so I think that should be expected. But like you said, why is she not able to give them whole prey? You know, when she's saying all oh, the workers are just happy that their cat's going to get a rabbit. Why Why don't you have the money to feed them rabbits all the time? I don't even get that.
1: And also, it's a tiger. one rabbit for a tiger and they were like what were they sharing a rabbit before
0: I I don't know and then the next thing he does is he starts using Carol's picture on well her face on other photos so they sue for that too they say they spent a million dollars on legal fees to sue Joe for all these things but it's just part of their mission what I found interesting was when Joe was testifying For all this, he just looked like he was certain he was going to get away with all this. And it was no big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it didn't work out that way. In 2013, there was a motion for a summary judgment for Carol for $1 million. I'm curious what people think. Do they think that that was too much money?
1: I do. I think that was an exorbitant amount of money for what was going on. I'm sorry, but this is the 21st century. Who fucking cares if he puts your face on a baby or stupid shit like that? I'm just, I don't know, it's a meme culture now. So there are all sorts of crazy things on the internet. I thought they were taking it too far. I really did.
0: I think the copyright of the name... I agree that that was probably the biggest infraction, but for a million dollars, that seems pretty high. Yeah, it seemed very grasping. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, at that point, that was when I really started checking out on the episode. I was just, are you kidding me? Really? Are we going here? And now they also teased this reality show with Rick, the producer. So he was shooting an internet show for Joe at the same time as taping a reality show. Basically, it was gay gun carrying redneck with a mullet. And then Rick came up with the idea of Joe Exotic. So, of course, not even an original thought out of Joe. Again, jumping on that bandwagon.
0: Yeah, he was just desperate to be famous. And I think he really played on that idea of the Tiger King When they show him in the morning with that meeting, the morning meeting with staff and him just being nasty and then him on his throne and Rick saying how he'd walk in the office and he was watching that over and over and over again. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then there came a disagreement between Rick and Joe about who owned the footage for the reality show and the Internet show because Rick owned it. It was a discontract.
1: Yeah, I was very surprised that Joe signed over the rights so quickly to that. And then, all of a sudden, Joe's not happy. And one night, the recording studio blows up, and everything in the studio, equipment, alligators, and all... We're gone. Crocodilians that have been murdered. I heard, I actually saw some threads on the internet that those crocodilians belonged to someone famous. Like they were Michael Jackson's crocodiles or something like that. I wonder if the listeners know. Maybe I should actually do some research. <laughs> they talk about all these, all these crocodiles that get murdered in the same instance and everything's lost. Yes. The sheriff said it was definitely arson. So...
0: Who did it? All right. Well, let's break this down. So, Carol. Of course, Joe is thinking that it's Carol. And he says that Carol offered Rick money to do this. Carol said she only messaged Rick through Facebook to see if he knew who he was working for, which I found that a bit weird. So when did this message come through? Because I think Rick was there for quite a few years but i think the biggest thing is carol had a subpoena to get the footage from the building if she had a subpoena to get that footage why would she burn it down i don't believe she would have burned that down she would have wanted that footage
1: that makes a lot of sense actually now that you say that and i kind of forgot about the subpoena so now the puzzle pieces are coming together a bit more the carol one seems a bit out and left field and it doesn't feel like it would benefit carol at all yeah no. So I don't see that. And then, so there was thoughts that Rick did it himself. So there's a video of someone seeing him heading to the building. Everyone said it looked like Rick. We all saw that footage and it just looked like a blob with a hat on. So I don't know how anyone could tell who that was. And Rick said that was his retirement fund. So why would he get rid of it? And there was an argument with Joe about who owned the footage, like you said. For me, obviously, Rick, it was in his contract, he owned that footage, and this was his ticket to fame, as well as Joe's ticket to fame. You know, it's interesting how he kind of shits all over Joe for wanting to get famous so badly, when he's hitched his wagon to Joe's pony pretty Mm -hmm. fast, and you know, everything is, is riding on Joe, and Joe being eccentric, so... I think that's a bit interesting. So, but who the fuck doesn't back anything up? Who doesn't have copies? If this is so precious to him and so much of his writing on that, and there is so much footage, who doesn't make copies? Who doesn't back things up? And he's a professional. He's actually a professional. And all people who do this as a living know to make copies. So for me, something's smelling fishy. So he really wants to make a reality TV show but didn't have anything lined up, like no studios were actually invested or interested, and he'd apparently invested all of his money in this. When you have connections, which I assume Rick does, because he's been in the business for a long time, you don't go into a project like this and invest all your money on a crapshoot. What do you think, Michelle?
0: He did say that he was in talks with some network about picking up the show. I wonder if, Something about it made Joe not want that to happen. My guess is it was because he wasn't going to get that much money from it. Now, Rick did make a comment like this would have solved some of Joe's financial issues if this show did get picked up, but he probably wasn't going to get as much money as he wanted. I think just shows it probably wasn't really Rick. But again, I also don't understand how he didn't back anything up. I think that's crazy. And especially after he had an argument with Joe, you would think he knows Joe. You would think that would have made him think twice about, okay, I got to back some of this stuff up.
1: Or even relocate it if it's that precious. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned how you know Joe may have not made that much money. But basically, he would have gotten that notoriety from that reality tv show like even if he hadn't have gotten a large percentage from the profits, he would have had increased tour rates he would have had increased online presence probably more hits on instagram youtube facebook which also garner checks so he probably would have made a lot more money just from those side hustle things than right straight from the reality tv show that would have kind of made a check and balance yeah
0: that's a no, good no. point i don't know if he would have thought of that maybe he probably was just so greedy about the whole thing he didn't think of it but felt bad for rick because he ended up leaving the zoo after after living there all that time just sort of walked away and then joe said don't ever come back on the property or i'll shoot you of course right of course
1: but at the same time i kind of don't feel too bad for
0: rick i don't know yeah yeah okay well let's let's look at joe So Joe was in Chicago that night for a funeral. So that's a very good alibi for him and very convenient because I'm curious how many nights he's even off the zoo. Um, And we know he had that argument about the footage. And so then he went to the lawyer to see, I guess, probably if there was anything that could be done. Now, I don't know who taped this or where this information came from. He implies after the meeting that he's going to pay somebody $10,000 to take care of this problem. I'm sure he didn't want to turn over the footage either to Carol because he probably didn't want that to be used against him. Right. Then the other thing I thought of is if he did set it, and I I really don't know, but if he did set it, it's another thing for him to accuse Carol of doing. Right. Another thing to twist that. Carol did this to me. I'm the victim. Look at how awful she is. Because he says Carol are animal rights activists, but they're kind of probably all Carol's little minions anyways. I kind of think part of, if he was to do it, part of his thinking probably would be, I can accuse Carol of doing this and make her look bad.
1: I agree. There is that whole, Joe's not really thinking things through. It looks like he's kind of losing his mind this episode. At Mm -hmm. this point in time, he doesn't look stable. So maybe you're right. Like, he was just overcome with anger, had one of his little fits, burnt the studio down because he didn't like his producer, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take whatever you have away from you. If I'm not going to benefit, nobody's going to benefit. Yes. Yeah. I keep wondering, while we're watching this, there's a lot of this footage. Oh, you see so much stuff from his, you know, his online reality TV show and footage from when Rick was involved because you see him in it. So if there's all this footage... What was lost? I don't know. It just feels like really how much was lost. And then also, did Rick own the footage that's used in this documentary? Did he make some money through this documentary's production?
0: I wondered that also. I bet he does make some money. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Who do you think did it?
0: You know what? I'm really not certain. I, I can't say with 100% certainty. But I would suspect Joe, because I think he had the most to lose. Rick was making the money from the show, and he wasn't really going to be making much. Like you said, even if he was making some, he probably was just so angry that, you know, screw it. If I can't have it all, you're not having any of it. And I'm sure he did not want to give over footage to Carol. So I feel like because he had the most to lose, he would probably be more of my prime suspect, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm curious what other people think. Yeah, hopefully our listeners
1: will tweet us and let us know what they think. So I have to say before we actually met to do our podcast, I was thinking that it could really have been Rick because I think Carol offered him money to potentially do that. That was my thinking. I was kind of a fan of that plan but now I think you've made a really good case for why it was Joe and not Carol or Rick. Because you're right. There was the subpoena. So that's why for me, I was like, oh, yeah, the subpoena. I forgot about that when I was formulating my judgment.
0: People think watching all these crime shows doesn't pay off. There you go.
1: I know. this, But this is why you're my guru. Michelle. <laughs> this is why. You're, you're the wise one here. I could see Joe just, like, burning this motherfucker down in a meth-fueled rage. Because, yeah. you can tell, he is not sober <laughs> during this. He is having a very big life crisis. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, I have to say. Thank you, that was a compelling argument. You have changed my views.
0: Oh, wow. No. <laughs> there you go. So,
1: yeah, it seems like Joe is really starting to crack, like I've said. And he's tried to do some mediation with Carol, but she wanted him to stop breeding and cub petting. He really needed that money to pay for everything. Like, he's bleeding money at this point. So, when you see his zoo, we see some footage of the tigers being born. Oh my gosh. This was gut-wrenching for me. This was physically, like, viscerally uncomfortable. I... (sighs) I... I just it hurt me to see this. Yeah. I actually almost stopped watching at this point. It was hard. Um so yeah, they're basically like he's got this metal pole. This is Lady Tiger is birthing her cubs, and Joe is just losing his mind. Get in there, film it, get on her, blah blah blah. You gotta see you're pushing it out, and like he's just exploiting this poor tiger. She's trying to give birth. It's probably very traumatic for her having like all this yelling and they're taking the babies. He's dragging these freshly born beeves with a metal pole so he can wrangle them and, you know, and he's like pulling them through the enclosure. It's horrific. And then it comes out that he doesn't have enough money to feed money to the animals. And then this is when it it really, they start talking about the other animals that were there. When we begin this journey with Joe, he talks about how he has like over 200 big cats. That is heaps, that's a huge zoo. I guess they maybe would have, you know, some other things, but nothing of the magnitude that it turns out they have. All of a sudden, you find out that they have bears and wolves and primates, things like that. The fact that, you know, they kind of have all of these animals and they're not able to feed them. Like,
0: they can't feed the tigers. How are they able to feed a bear or a wolf? Yeah. And I think this is the problem. Like the Walmart truck has kind of dried up for some reason right now and they don't have enough food for the animals. And when you see those tigers all together pacing in that cage waiting for food, it's just awful to think these poor animals are going hungry. And I agree about the tiger cubs being born. This was the worst scene that we've seen yet. This was the worst episode for seeing the animal abuse I felt and Mm -hmm. very hard to see those cubs being born being taken away right away and then Joe puts them in I don't know the house or wherever in these pens they're all just sitting in there crying and then he says how he had to go sleep somewhere else that night to get away from the crying well these little cubs they probably need to be eating a lot more than what he's feeding them
1: exactly and just like they need care and if they were with their mother like it's traumatic you take even a baby kitten away from their mama cat and they're crying they want comfort like they don't want this weird human they want their mom
0: you know and if you are going to be raising them then you need to be really truly raising them it's they're a lot of work he's not doing it correctly right and no it's it's heart-wrenching it's really yeah, heart-wrenching, but, it really is. you know, the the fact that Carol wants him to give this up, you know, how is he supposed to take care of these animals and pay her back and feed the animals? Like, he just can't do it, and what I find interesting, I don't know if, if you ever listened to confronting OJ with Kim Coleman, so they had a settlement when her brother was killed during that incident with OJ's ex-wife, and... They talked about in that podcast about you get your settlement from the lawsuit, but the court doesn't help you get the money. So you have to get all the money on your own. So Carol must be spending a lot of money just trying to even get the money from Joe. I don't know if you noticed in the show, they showed a list of all the assets that they wanted. I took a pause. She had things like lawn chairs the postcard display she wanted every single little thing in there
1: it's just ridiculous i couldn't help but thinking like okay so carol says that she's an animal advocate that she wants what's best for the for the big cats and for the other animals that are in these roadside zoos but she has now put joe in a financial position where he is actually abusing the animals more now Than he was before because he can't feed them. I was actually shocked that they didn't start feeding the other animals to their big cats at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, everyone who's listening now realizes we're going through this crazy pandemic with COVID-19 and insane stuff is going on around the world. And I have actually seen news articles from several major zoos, like the zoo in Berlin is running out of food to feed their animals, and they're considering feeding other animals to certain animals so that they can keep their animals alive.
0: Well, this is it because the admission is such a big revenue, and, and there's a, a local zoo around here. I've never been to it, so I don't know exactly what it's like, but they were on TV the other day talking about how much revenue they're losing because this would be the start of their season, but also because school camps come through. And things like that. So they're not getting their admission. And even Toronto Zoo, I saw like a donation on their Facebook page this week um, asking for donations because they're losing money. And that's what they Mm -hmm. use to keep these animals alive. And so Joe starts putting all kinds of things in other people's names. He uses his mom a lot to put stuff in her name to protect himself. And then that causes Carol to have to do new lawsuits to go after the people that the zoo's transferred in. And then he gets so mad about his mom, the bankruptcy trustee going after her. So I don't know if that was Joe who went bankrupt and then the trustee went after his mom because obviously the zoo transferred into her name. But he blames it all on Carol like it's all her fault. But really, it's him transferring everything around. They're both just as bad, right, is the problem. Like she won this settlement And she's going after every single penny and she's not letting it go.
1: No, she's not. And it's just ridiculous because Carol's this dragon on her pile of gold. And she has all this money because they do mention how they've spent over a million dollars in just that one lawsuit. And that's not the only one they've had against him. And then think about all that extra money they've poured into setting up surveillance, tracking him, trying to shut him down. And they seem quite comfortable still so in a way it's it's really it's so petty
0: and it, it is looking so dire for joe and his zoo at this point but then along comes a savior God. jeff low
1: the grossest thing i have ever seen
0: uh, yes yeah here
1: he comes enter jeff when i saw him on that screen yeah <laughs> He comes to save the zoo. He needed somewhere to put his 14 cats, apparently, so he helped pay some of Joe's legal fees in exchange.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, what a fucking bag Like, he was just disgusting, like, vomit-inducing. I think he's a total frog. He looks like... You remember back in the early 2000s when Tony Hawk was the it boy and he was this older man who was a skateboard legend and then everyone became skater boys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know who that is.
1: I'm showing my
0: age. <laughs>
1: this is um, probably when I was in middle school, and skateboarding became a thing. And oh. Tony Hawk was the it boy, and you know, like he just looked like one of Tony Hawk's hanger-ons, ex-motorcross skateboard playboy douchebag. Oh, it's disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's he's like the boy version of Carol, but worse. He's using his big cats to get pussy and celeb status. Yep. Yeah. A little pussy gets you a lot of pussy. I wouldn't touch Jeff with a 10 foot pole. I don't care yeah. if he offered me a million dollars. I wouldn't touch that. Yeah. So, and I hate it and I love it, but he's a swinger. Him and his wife are swingers, which, you know, power to the swingers. That's great. Yeah. Like, live your life. Do your thing. But fuck you for ruining swingers for everyone. <laughs> so, and then he goes between Vegas and Winnie Wood, because, you know, that's what you do. And he's basically fueling Joe and Travis's addiction. Like Joe mentions on the recording how he's just buying all these drugs for Travis, keeping him placid and happy. And I'm sure Joe's using something, because you don't you're not Joe naturally. It's interesting because Jeff's like, oh, Joe thinks I'm his next victim. Um what Jeff? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, you think Joe's going to victimize you? You think Joe has it in him?
0: No, he knows that Joe doesn't have it in him. I I agree. He's a sleazebag. And I'm pretty sure he saw this situation and knew he could take advantage of it. Apparently, he had these 14 cats. But what he was really wanting was the Cubs, right? Because he was was taking the Cubs to Vegas to get the girls. And I am sure he was charging money. It wasn't just about getting those girls. I'm sure he was charging money for play sessions and photos and things like that. So I am sure it was a money-making thing. And, you know, he puts the Cub in the suitcase and takes up the hotel room, which is, again, just awful. Joe seems so meek and mild with him versus when he's with his gang of misfits and he acts like the big guy on campus but then when he gets around somebody who's I don't know how to say like more put together I guess is the better way to do it I'm sure this is how he behaves around Doc like some of the interactions we've seen with them and now with this guy he becomes a lot more kind of submissive than he is with his his gang on his zoos it's interesting to see that
1: Very good eye there, Michelle. I was thinking that. I was like, ooh. Because, you know, Joe just always comes off so strong. So it is interesting to see him be a switch like that. Yes. Very, yeah. And also, it's just like, of all people, Jeff is disgusting. He's just as bad as Joe. And he's an enigma wrapped in a a wish and and some spit. There's nothing there. He's just smoking mirrors. It's pretty easy to tell that. So for Joe to really be that convinced by it all I was yeah I was a a bit shocked that he fell for that hook line and sinker
0: yeah and of course we're left with the cliffhanger on this episode from Diane one of the zoo employees saying that Jeff Lowe stole the zoo I'm curious then what does that mean does Joe put it in his name and then Joe ends up going to jail? I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, it should be very, very interesting. And hopefully the next episode is a little bit better than this one, but I I think it will be. It's still all crazy at the end of the day.
1: It really is. And yeah, I'm very intrigued. I have to say, this Jeff guy, what, what was he stealing? Who would want to steal GW Zoo?
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's something that's very well set up or run or organized. But maybe they're thinking it's an opportunity to get it more organized and well run. I I don't know. We're gonna know. flip this zoo.
1: It's gonna get gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Tiger King turns into like a, fl- a flipper show. And now <laughs> on Tiger King, we're gonna flip your zoo watch the gentrification of gw
0: oh my gosh if rick is listening that's going to be his next pitch imagine
1: they just get like bob vila out there okay and this is how we make a deck ladies and gentlemen for a tiger
0: enclosure (laughs) (laughs) it's his reality tv show (laughs) well thank you everybody for listening again so please subscribe and leave us a review and you You can also find us on Instagram at docu underscore talk. And we'll definitely post our memes on there. And you can find us on Twitter at docu underscore talk. And our email is docu_talk2 at gmail.com. And I will put all that in the show notes. And so next we will be reviewing episode five. I can't wait.
1: I know. Oh, where can this go next?
0: Who knows where to go? All right. Thank you, everybody.
1: Thanks. Bye.